Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, your home for all things Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and so much more. Join Derek and Ian as they tell tales to astonish along this journey into mystery. Grab some snacks and settle in because Paperweight Entertainment starts now. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. I am your co-host, Derek Hoskins. Tonight, we have another comic book episode. I hope that you are ready to go, because with me, as always, is my good friend and yours, Mr. Ian Torrance. Ian, you are the glue. I am too tired, and I don't feel well to give you more nicknames than that. Tell me you're going to carry us through, since I don't feel great. Derek, I have a funny story. (laughs) Tell me all about it, buddy. I don't feel well today. <laughs> yeah. Ian and I'm not, I are both I'm not sick. feeling too hot. <laughs> Ian and I are both sick. So uh, this will probably be a bit of a shorter episode, but we didn't want to deprive you of, of hearing your favorite second, third, fifth, 10th, 20th favorite, you know, podcast talk about a book that is multiple years old. Um, but either way, it's going to be fun and I'm excited to talk about it. So don't let my demeanor fool you or the strange tone of our voices. We actually are excited to talk about this book. And the book that we're talking about is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. Um, We both have finally finished this book. It's been a long time coming. Um, And I wanted to talk about it. And Ian said he did too. So we're going to get into it. So Ian, did you actually finish the, the comic? Did you finish your homework, sir? Actually, yes. Yes, I did. I was going to say, finish. I was like, man, you had I like one finish. issue left. <laughs> I know. I've had that one issue left for a while now. But yeah, nope. I finally finished it. <clears throat> and I'm all caught up. And it's a good thing, too. Mm-hmm. Just in time. Yeah, perfect timing. So as we record this and when it's this episode is coming out, uh, without meaning to, we've done it again. Uh, when we did our review of the first volume of Radiant Black, uh, it turned out that it was just the three-year anniversary of Radiant Black, so it was an anniversary month. Uh, with The Last Ronin, the first issue of Last Ronin 2, uh, re... I don't remember the name of it. Give me a minute. The last, the next issue of Last Ronin 2 is coming out on Wednesday. Uh, it's Re-Evolution. That's it. So this will be a nice little prelude to, uh, to the next part of this story um so yeah for anyone who does not know about the last ronin ian do you want to give a quick little breakdown of what this book is about for those that are uh that are not caught up those that are not caught up god i don't know if i want to give away the plot just a basic premise of it um well for those of you wanting to read this but not knowing what it's about, without giving too many spoilers away, which is weird because are we going to get into spoilers? We'll later? we'll get into spoilers. We'll definitely get into spoilers. But if there's somebody here that hasn't read it yet, we'll give you a little spoiler warning here in just a minute. We can talk talk spoiler free. Again, we are very under the weather. Please go, <laughs> Derek. I don't really feel like it tonight. Uh, why don't you carry us? Because I'm not feeling like talking because my chest hurts. Ian, you want to give a synopsis <laughs> on what's uh, so the last Ronin is a story set in the future in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, universe. It is 
a part of the universe that is known very well to those who um, like the Turtles comics, the ITW run. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not caught up on that. I'm very behind on that. I am too. It is a fantastic run. Mm-hmm. I strongly encourage anybody who hasn't read the um, IDW run of the Turtles to go read that immediately. It's it's fantastic. Um, so with that being said, uh, this one sets place in the takes place in the future. It's uh, set in New York City still, I believe, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> there has been a rising, rising of uh. Foot Clan soldiers uh, under the, under the, um, well, the, the leader is basically what the grandson mm-hmm. of Shredder. Yeah, he's he's Shredder's grandson. So for those that know the characters a little better, he's Karai's son. Karai's son. Yeah, son of Karai. And uh, Karai is the daughter of Shredder, whose real name is. Orokosaki. And I'm trying to remember. I, I, I'm really bad. I was going to do so much more research for this because I remember thinking that the the antagonist of this book, his name was so hard to say because yeah. the, the consonants kind of are hard to get there. Um, Excuse me. But, uh, but yeah, so Shredder's grandson. Orokosaki's grandson. Yes. Now, there is but one left of the Turtle Clan, the last Ronin, if you will, who is trying to lead an uprising to take down not only the grandson of Shredder, but uh, apparently Baxter Stockman, who's still alive. And yeah. uh, weirdly, Baxter has survived all this time. He's he's badly burned. <laughs> I couldn't help but think that the whole time. <laughs> You've shot me. You've <laughs> shot me in the eye. So anyway, uh, that's what the story follows is uh, is one of these turtles trying to take down uh, the son of uh, the Shredder, who is not only leading the Foot Clan and working with Baxter Stockman, Baxter Stockman's basically working for him, but he is uh, he has taken over like basically the entire city. It's yeah, like uh, the island like of said, Manhattan. It's very futuristic, and it is definitely an island. Mm-hmm. Um, he has made sure that uh, that basically there's nobody in, nobody out, and uh, yeah, I you you don't know when you start reading this comic who the last Ronin is, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are shocked on uh, the reveal of the last Ronin. I think so too. Um, so we'll go ahead with with that out of the way, just so you guys know what it is. If you've never read the Last Ronin, I really do recommend that you go and check it out. Uh, we'll have an affiliate link for it in the description of this for the for the graphic novel. The entire collection of it is very cheap. Also, if you have Kindle Unlimited, it is available on that. Um, so I'd definitely go and check it out because we're going to talk about the rest of it. So from here on out, we're going to talk full spoilers. Uh, again, maybe silly to give a spoiler warning for a book that's so that's been out for so long, but it's it's. You don't want to miss out on the read of this. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people expected because of the look of the last Ronin, a lot of people expected this to be Raphael because he's much bigger, he's much hulkier. Who did you think? Like, did you know who it was before you went into it? Because I know both of us read it a while after it had already come out. Did you know who the last Ronin was? I I want to say somebody did spoil it for me because they're they're jerks. Yeah, jerks. It wasn't I, me. I think so. No, it wasn't you. 
think it was Trent. Yeah, I bet it was. It might Trent. not. It might not we have been Trent. We haven't talked trash about blame. Trent in a while. We got to at least bring up Trent on a Ninja Turtle episode. He's going to be yeah. so mad that we talked about a Ninja Turtle book and didn't invite him to come and talk about it. He wouldn't have showed up. He would have showed up. <laughs> could have at least invited him. Uh, yeah. So, so it, personally, for me, before I read it, I I just figured it was Raphael. He's kind of the fan favorite. Uh, plus, he's the one that's the most aggressive. He's the one that that people really enjoy seeing beat him, beating people up and having vendettas. Uh, so the decision to make it, yeah, the decision to make it Michelangelo to be the one to survive and, and have to carry on this vendetta, um, I think was a really bold choice. I think it was a good choice because the story is so much richer because it's the character that everybody associates with fun and enjoying and youthful, you know, he's the youngest of the turtles. Uh, so the fact that it was Michelangelo, I think was great. Not only the fact that it, I think it was right storyline, Mikey's my favorite and he always has been. So I was really happy about it, but, uh, but were you surprised it was Michelangelo? Yeah, very much. So I figured it was going to be rap as well, mm-hmm. which I think that's what they wanted us to think. Cause like I said, I so too. the, the hood and the brooding mm-hmm. and the, and plus like, I think on like one of the, uh, not covers, but like one of the pictures I saw from one of the panels was, uh, was the sigh and it's mm-hmm. like kind of like hidden under the right the the jacket like thing and uh I I thought that's where they were going with mm-hmm. that. Which by the way, speaking of that, the design of having Michelangelo not only just looking different because his mutation has gone farther, but the design of having him not recognizable in any way while also carrying the broken weapons of his brothers was such a great choice and so sad. Like Very that's sad. another thing. This this book is depressing. Like yeah, there are not is. there are not a lot of bright spots in this book. It is depressing. Great. Um but it's with that being said, it is excellent though. Like I I I don't want to bury the lead. This is a great book. This is probably my favorite Turtles book. Um just because of how in depth, it goes and showing all of the 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 way that it lays out the story of you're thrown right in with him, uh, like launching this assault against the Foot Clan, and then as it goes forward, you find out what happened. I like that it tells it in flashbacks. I like that it goes through what he had to do when he went to Japan, and uh, I think that that was a really really smart storytelling technique. Um, so on top of the surprise that it was Michelangelo on top of the surprise or the way that he looks. Did you like the way that they did the story in this with the jumping around and the flashbacks instead of making it a more linear story? I not only liked that, I loved it. No, I not only liked that. I liked the, uh, the way that the ghost of his brothers followed him around and he had conversations with them, like indirectly, like he Mm -hmm. would still be like doing what he was doing going forward planning a bomb or you know trying to infiltrate something and he would just be having this frivolous conversation with these these ghosts of his brothers and and again plays into what you were saying and i'm so sorry for my voice tonight um i'm sorry for my voice every night but i'm especially sorry tonight um it just it was so sad to have him carry on the conversation and he is not at all the fun loving easygoing party teenager that mm-hmm. he was um that everybody has you know come to know and love right to be so um 
And understandably so, like, you know, yeah. his whole family is gone. Mm-hmm. And as yeah. far as he knows, everybody he's ever loved is gone. You know, there's no Casey. There's no April. Everybody's gone. Yeah, he's, Splinter's he's gone, everyone. He is the last Ronin. Yeah, the, the reveal that April, that? I did, the reveal that April was still alive was great. I was so glad that she was still around. Um, Missing some appendages. Missing a couple, yeah. And her, I'll tell you what, as much as I thought that that Mikey's story was sad and seeing him talk to his, um, you know, talk to his brothers and everything and seeing everything that happened to them, man, April's story was heartbreaking. You know, waking up in the hospital, missing an arm, missing a leg, finding out that you're pregnant right after your husband was killed and you lost everything. Her her story was very sad. But the the story overall, even though it was sad and even though it was depressing, it was so intriguing and interesting. And I could not put this book down. It it was so good. It was so good. That's that's so good. So good. Um and of course, you know, we can't can't talk about it without talking about the original creators being on this and the the artwork being incredible. Uh, especially like I was talking about in those flashbacks with them being black and white and um and more in the vein of the original comics. I think that that was a great uh that was a great choice. It was a really smart choice. Did that bother you at all? I know some people don't like the the switching of art styles in the middle of a book. Did it bother you at all when it was switching up the, the art? I feel like you're, you're talking about the big ones, like switching back to the flashback versions. It was right. kind of like not black and white, but it was, um, what is that? More water-based colors. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I don't know the style. I'm sorry if I butchered that. No, 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 you're fine. It It wasn't really black and white, but it gave you that, that feeling of like a black and white, like a pencil sketch type of like the original turtles. Yes. Very much like the original turtles were no, that, that didn't bother me. Um, I am bothered when, when I, when I come across that in the middle of a comic, I don't understand it. Never Mm -hmm. have, never will. Even if it was explained to me, I'll never agree with the concept. There's nothing you could say that's going to justify that to me. And I've noticed that when I'm reading like Batman comics, Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, how is it that the same artist in the same, you know, shader, pencil, mm-hmm. everybody involved is the same, mm-hmm. yet in the middle of an issue, it changes, or the next issue, the characters are drawn different. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? Let me ask you a question. Why? Why? <laughs> so, yes, it does bother me, but that's a small pet peeve that I just need to get over. Yeah. But it didn't bother you much in this? No, no, it it did like the normal annoyance of like, why did why would you? But at the same time, it really wasn't a big deal. For this, it kind of made sense to me though, because like right. I said it was like uh, it was trying to differentiate between timelines. Right. Yeah, I think it was a really smart <laughs> so play. Sorry. That's all um, right. I think it was it, a smart play. Sixteen years in between. Um, I'm trying to remember years later. Sixteen or nineteen? Because how old is Casey? I thought she was 16. I think you're right. I think it is 16. So probably actually closer to 17 years, you know, to allow for for gestation. Well, now, wait a minute. Figure looks very elongated. Um, Again, we're we're doing spoilers. Um, It did kind of look sausage-like. Derek, would you like some sausage? Anyway, (laughs) you got to remember, she's also part mutated. That's true. 
She is. That is true. But I do think that I, I do think that they said sixteen because okay. Mikey was trying to do the whole, oh, you're too young to be doing this, blah, 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 when he was a literal teenager when he was trained as a <laughs> as a like a master fighter. I, I, and and the only justification to that I say is he was trained since birth. Right. By a act by an actual martial artist. Right. And I don't blame Mikey for not wanting to train her because it is a different situation. Yeah. When they were training and they were fighting the foot, this is the foot that was they were ninja. They were they were martial artists. Yeah, they had weapons. Yeah, there was mutated creatures they were fighting against. But this is advanced technology, a brutal, brutal villain. And um and also on top of it, someone who has already killed everyone that Mikey cares about, and he doesn't want to see that again. So I absolutely understand where he was coming from with not wanting to train her, and I don't blame him at all. Uh, but I like that they didn't lean too heavily into that trope, and I also like that April wasn't... They didn't do the the stereotypical, oh, I don't want you in this fight. I don't want you training for this. I don't want you doing any of it. They didn't lean into that, really. They let... You know, she could... April was smart enough to know that her daughter needed to be trained because the fight's already here. She needs to learn how to fight. So I think that that was, uh, I think that was smart. I really do. Overall, because I want to talk about a couple other things. I know that we don't have a lot to say other than good things about this. And like I said, we're both not feeling great. So this is going to be a shorter episode. Um, overall, I think that what this comic did was reinvigorate an excitement for Ninja Turtles that has always been there because, you know, Turtles have been popular for a reason for as long as they have been. But I think it reinvigorated the franchise by getting people who have loved Ninja Turtles for a long time and getting people that have never read comics, like never read a Ninja Turtle comics and only knew them from the movies or the TV show to actually get into the comics. Because this is... Like I, I'll I'll talk about our our friend Sean, uh, formerly from the Caption Life. Um, when we went up to C two E two last year, he was he he met Kevin Eastman. He was there and he got him to sign his copy of the Last Ronin. And he was talking oh. about how that was the first Ninja Turtle comic he'd ever read. And and Kevin Eastman said, "I hear you know I can't remember his exact words, but he said you know." I hear that a lot. There are a lot of people that say this was the first turtles comic that I have ever, that I ever read. And I think that it, it did so much for that franchise that I, I'm so glad that they're going to keep going with it because the Ninja Turtles as a comic book is phenomenal. I, I don't know that I've ever read a Ninja Turtles book that I didn't enjoy. There are some that are better than others. Even, I don't know if you've read any of them, but they've got this Saturday morning cartoon series where it is all in the the tone and the dialogue and the the art style everything is like the 80s cartoon i've noticed i haven't watched it but i've seen clips and so they've got this comic book that is the saturday morning cartoon and it's so much fun and i really credit the last ronin with with giving people an excuse to jump onto these comic books and i think that's great i i'm always for a long running franchise hooking new people in so that that's one of the reasons why I really love this comic. Yep. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, 
That was a delightful story, Derek. Thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome. Now is it time for me to shut up so you can talk? It's time for you to shut your mouth. No, I don't really have much to say other than what I said earlier. I started reading IDW comics. I really liked them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I worked at the theater, like I had them on a iPad. That was me. That was my iPad. It was much bigger than that. Um, and I would read them all the time, and uh, and somebody stole my iPad, and I couldn't read them anymore. That's lame. So yeah, yeah. That really so sucks. Uh, yeah, I do want to get back into reading those because I mm-hmm. want to read uh, part two of this. But also, mm-hmm. the fantastic news that uh, we probably talked about before, but this is getting a video game adapted. Yes, that was another thing really I wanted to bring up. About that. The the small little teaser that they did got me so excited for this game. I wish that they would get some kind of movement going on it because other than that little teaser, I haven't seen or heard anything on the development of the game. Um. And I don't even remember who was doing it. Is it like, is it WB Montreal or something like that? It might be. I can't remember who. I don't even remember who owns the the rights. Well, no, Paramount owns the rights to Ninja Turtles, but I don't know who who would do the video games. Either way, it, it doesn't matter. They um, that game announcement was so awesome, so awesome. That is one that I will definitely be playing. I know that Ian plays a lot more video games than I than I do, and I know that I start games and stop them because I don't have the time. I will. I plan on playing through that one as soon as it comes out. Well, sadly, uh, it is Black Forest Games, and I just read, and I can't oh. believe I didn't read this before, but uh, roughly 50% of the studio has been laid off. Well, that's a bummer. Hopefully it keeps going. Hopefully they're they're going to be all right to uh, to keep going with it or somebody comes in and and picks it up because this is clearly a franchise that is popular. Ninja Turtle games are always a, a, a lot of fun. Uh, Shredder's Revenge, I will play over and over and over again. I will never get tired of that that game. Um, but on top of just the last Ronin being one of the better selling uh, Ninja Turtle comics, the the Lost Years that came out, I believe last year, which I still need to read, and then now with the last Ronin two, which takes place ten years later, by the way. Um, so that's going to be that's going to be fun to watch or fun to read. Uh, but because of the popularity of this series and because of the popularity of the the story overall, I, I'm hopeful that 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 game will actually come to pass and that we won't just have it lost in development hell somewhere. Same, same. All right. I uh, I apologize if this was your first episode of <laughs> listening or watching our, our podcast. Um, I know that this is a little bit of a strange one and both of us are kind of out of sorts. If it is your first time, please come on back and give us another shot. We'll do better next week when we're a little more, uh, a little more healed up and, uh, a little more present. Um, but I'll say again for anybody that wants to read the last Ronin, if you haven't yet, uh, there'll be a link to our, our Amazon link in the description go and check it out. Uh, if you do that, you can pick it up and help out the podcast a little bit. Um, if this is your first time watching, don't forget to like comment, subscribe, ring the notification bell, all of the things you're supposed to do. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, on the audio form only, don't forget to rate and review us. That really, really helps. Um, if you want more of me rambling and more of my writings and reviews, uh, check me out over on nerd initiative. And if you want to support the show in any way, 
check out our website. That'll get you links to all of our social medias and our merch store. And um, I think that I'm going to go and take a nap. I don't blame you. I think I think that's what I'm going to do. So save a spot in that bed for me, sir. I will, buddy. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for watching. For Ian, I have been Derek. This has been the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, and we will see you next time.